Well, um, today we're going to uh, take a look at some scripture this morning. And uh, before we do, I'm going to pray and ask God to prepare our hearts. Father, we love you and we thank you for who you are. We thank you that we get to freely gather in this room today and worship you and pray and hear your word declared. We pray that our hearts will be open to hear exactly what you have to say. In Jesus' name, somebody say a really loud and rowdy amen. amen. Are y'all, oh man, y'all are going to be with it today. I don't even know if I can handle this. Man, pastor, I don't know how you do it when they shout you down like that. It's so good. Now you guys started out real strong, so just keep it up, all right? And pastor's like, that's it. I'm taking cues and notes from him, you know? So we're going to be looking today at Luke chapter 10. We're going to be reading through verse 38 through 42. And uh, this is a point in Jesus' life where he's toward the end of his ministry life. And uh, he has selected his disciples. In fact, he sent out 72 of them to go out and share the good news with people all around the region and the area. And the popularity of Jesus is growing, and, and uh, he's going from place to place just doing personal ministry with people. And here we find Jesus entering into a home here of some people that you may be familiar with. Let's read this together. Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38. It says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. The they is not just Jesus, but it's actually him and his disciples. A woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve all alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. But the one thing that is necessary, Mary has chosen the good portion, which will be not which will not be taken away from her. The title of our message today is Just Passing Through. Somebody say Just Passing Through. Jesus and his disciples were just passing through a town. And uh, there's a lot of things that are going on in this scripture, and I've noticed a few of them. I want to point them out today. The first thing I notice in the opening verse is this. I notice the invitation. We see Martha inviting Jesus into her home. She welcomed him in. Now, Scripture doesn't really tell us, but, but I wonder if Jesus was wandering through the neighborhood, waiting for somebody to notice him to invite him in. I wonder how many people Jesus passed by that day before he ran into a lady named Martha who perhaps said, sir, would you like to come in to my house? I also wonder if news maybe had already come to this town and and people were expecting Jesus to come and many people ignored the fact that he was coming, but some prepared just like Martha did. You know, I noticed that during this encounter, this interaction, it seems that Martha is expecting somebody in her home. In fact, uh, she's been serving and working and preparing her house for this special guest. And she seems to be really eager for this person that's coming to town that she's going to invite into her home. You know, did you know that Jesus, as he's moving for this, through the streets, he's, he's moving slow enough to find people, to look for people, that have a name, that he could pause and have a relationship with him. He's looking for people that would say, Jesus, you're welcome 
in my house, just like this lady Martha did. Do you live your life in a way like that? That as Jesus is moving on your heart, as he's flowing, that he knows that he has a place that is welcome in your heart today. You know, in your notes, I I notice this, that love slows down to see. What might be scripture saying to us today? I mean, we we see what what it meant that the author was trying to show us, but what is he maybe personally trying to say to us today? I believe that this text is perhaps confronting our busy life, that we're just too busy to notice. We're too busy to prepare. We're too busy to be ready for Jesus when he slows down to enter into our space, into our life. But love slows down to see, and it works both ways. See, Jesus can slow down to see all day long, but if we don't slow down to see, we're going to miss him as he passes by. Are people just passing through your life? Do you notice them as they come in and out of your space? Are you ready to love on people like Martha was when somebody passed by her house? You know, busy is uh, such a struggle, and I'm telling you, nearly every person that I've talked to in the last several weeks, how are you doing? What do they say? How are you doing? (laughs) Yesterday, uh, we were at our home, and Chris is mentoring some of the leadership team of the Chi Alpha group that is over at UTA. And uh, these girls were in our house, and I asked one of them, I said, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? And I could, I could sense that, that she, she wanted to say busy, but she paused herself and didn't say busy, and she said, life is full right now. <laughs> so I'm going to steal that one. Life is full right now. But there's a tension when we have a full life. The tension is to be distracted and to be rushing and, and miss out sometimes on what Jesus is trying to do right here in front of us. You know, and there's days where we, we probably do the mission of God okay, but there's probably a lot more days where maybe we miss it as the church, and he's calling us to live and be on mission, but we're, we're busy, and we miss what he's doing. You know, this week, I was helping a friend move a couch, and while I was doing that, there was a man there, and he had groceries uh, sitting all over the ground, and his car was over here with the door open, and I was kind of checking him out, and he saw me checking him out, and he said, hey, can you help me with my groceries, get him up to my house? Now, the place that I was at was like a more of a senior retirement center. I was looking at the guy going, well, you sure don't look like a senior. You look like you're about my age. I didn't say that, but he looked like he was my age, and I was kind of wondering why he needed my help, so I said, sure, you know, I'll help you. So we packed up all of the, the groceries and, and I started carrying him and I noticed he was limping. And uh, we walked up to his house and I was still kind of checking him out, honestly. I'm the skeptical type, you know, because I'm like, you know, we walk through this door and we go down this corridor and, and I'm like, you know, scoping, like, am I about to get jumped right now? I don't know what's going on. And, um, you know, it's a senior retirement center. I mean, what are these people really going to do to me? Like, I need to get it together, you know. So like we walk up and he opens the door and I'm thinking to myself, you know, is he comfortable with me going into his house? Am I comfortable going into his house? And so I asked him, I said, are you okay if I bring these into your house? He said, sure, no problem. He opens the door. The, the room is empty. I put everything on the counter. And uh, when I was done, I said, sir, you have a really blessed day. And he looked at me and he said, every day is a blessed day. Every day is a blessed day. And he said, do you see this? And I'm looking at this. 
And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I see this empty apartment with nothing in it but groceries on the counter. He said, two years ago, I had a stroke, and that's why I'm paralyzed in one of my legs. And he pulls out his phone and shows me this video of him recovering and getting out of his wheelchair. I don't know if it was the first time or one of the first times. And the physical therapist, like, picking up his leg, helping him to learn how to get that walking motion going again. And he said, every day is a blessed day. He said, he said when I was in physical therapy, I ran out of money and I got thrown out on the street because I had nowhere to go. And he said, I've been living on the street and I've been going into shelters with bed bugs. And he said, every day is a blessing. He said, I didn't quit working. I didn't quit doing what I need to do. And he showed me the physical therapy. He said, you see that physical therapist? He said, when I got kicked out, I wasn't ready to walk on my own yet. And that physical therapist told me, if you meet me out on the street by this shelter every day, I will meet you there and I will teach you to walk. And I had no idea that the Holy Spirit was putting faith into me that day as this man, Derek, shared his story with me. I was going to meet Kevin and Delia just a couple days later at the hospital, and I showed Kevin and Delia this video. Many of you know Kevin had a stroke, and he's in bed, and his left side of his body's not working right now. And the Lord just brought great hope into that situation and great hope into our heart. And it was so funny that, that I slowed myself to help this guy, but mostly because he asked me, not because I was such a great Christian. And I had no idea that the Lord was going to bless my soul as he blessed this man's soul today. Are you moving slow through the crowd? We're talking about just passing through today. As we come to this next verse in the passage, I notice this. I notice the initiative. Scripture says that Mary took the initiative and she went and sat at the Lord's feet. It's interesting to notice that Martha welcomes Jesus into her home. But yet, although Martha welcomes Jesus into her home, it's Mary who takes the initiative to come and be at the feet of Jesus the Gospel of John helps us to understand, commentators say that, that Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were all friends with Jesus. Now, now I don't know if it was before or after or they became friends during this moment. I really don't know. Scripture doesn't, also doesn't really indicate who else was at Jesus' feet that day, but I kind of wonder. The author obviously wants us to know, though, that Mary was there. Mary did. She went down and sat at his feet. If you know anything about the ancient Jewish culture, um, people, when they entered homes, they normally sat in chairs or at banquets. They sat in a couch and they would listen. But it was disciples that would go to the feet of the rabbi to sit and listen. And also during that time in that culture, men were the only disciples that there were. Women were not allowed to be disciples. Women were allowed to hear from their husbands' teachings and instructions, but they were not allowed themselves to be taught in any traditional form of education. They were taught how to do things in the home, but they were not taught how to do things in society and to understand the things of God. So here's Mary blowing everybody away, busting every culture and norm, coming down and sitting at the feet of Jesus, blowing the mind of every male and female in that room today. And it's so interesting that Jesus doesn't mind at all. He doesn't have a problem with Mary's actions that day. In fact, he teaches that day. And he pours and he invests in her heart and he invests in her life. 
You know, we can't miss the fact that Mary took initiative to slow down and sit at Jesus' feet, but so too did Jesus. Jesus is willing to invest in those who are willing to slow down and be at his feet. What is scripture saying to us today? Perhaps in your notes, he's trying to teach us that love slows down to share. Does your love for Christ slow you down to share a moment with him like Mary did? You know, Mary displayed a special love for her friend Jesus, a love that was so valuable that that halted her from the busyness of preparing for him. Because there's no doubt that she was busy alongside Martha preparing for this great day, this great guest that was coming into her home. But there is a mutual slowing down between her and Jesus that led to a beautiful moment. If you want beautiful moments with Jesus, you've got to slow down. What can we learn from Mary? Well, I believe we can learn this, that relationship must come before serving. She stopped what she was doing and serving and made it a point to spend time and have a relationship with Jesus. And boy, don't we get that backwards. I mean, don't we busy ourselves often with so much service for the Lord that we are not with the Lord? What can we learn from Jesus in this passage? We can learn that when Jesus slows down, he does it without discrimination. He doesn't care about social or cultural norms. In fact, we see him breaking all of the rules here as he slows down and he sits and he allows a woman to come at his feet and teach her and pour into her life. By the way, this is the same Mary that was later on preparing Jesus' feet for baptism, Mary Magdalene. She had a pretty rough reputation in the community. Today, I believe that scripture is challenging us, that maybe Jesus would say in this room to the greatest Christian, the best servant in the room, that perhaps maybe he would say, hey, would you slow down and be with me? Because it's funny that everybody else sees that great Christian and they think, man, man, what a great servant of God. How awesome that they are. And it is so great. We all ought to be serving in the house of God. Honestly, we, we just did a massive campaign this summer talking about being all in and serving. But we can't do that without the time being with Jesus. And Jesus would encourage the greatest Christian in the room to slow down and be with him. I think he would also encourage us the courage, the person in the room who maybe would think that they're the greatest sinner, that if they actually slowed down to be with Jesus, they would pass him by. And Jesus would say, no, no, I want you at my feet too. This is the place that you belong. At my feet is where I will love you. I will heal you. I will forgive your sin. I will restore you. I can't help but think of the kids in the foster care system on this stand Sunday, the kids who never had somebody slow down long enough to welcome them in their home. But perhaps today, God has been moving on someone's heart for a long time, and it just so happens to be today that perhaps it's the day that you actually say, yes, Jesus, I'm not going to pass by, but I'm going to slow down and welcome somebody into my home. The title of our message is Just Passing Through. So far, we've noticed the invitation. We notice the initiative. We move into verse 40. We're going to notice the inattention. Notice the inattention of Martha 
once Jesus enters the home. Now, now I, we're not going to slam Martha so much because she was the one who was obviously at her door waiting to welcome in the Savior, okay? So she gets some love. Give her some love. Say, good job, Martha. We love you. We're for you, man. I, you know, hey, if we would just open the door. But here's something that Martha did. Martha was very distracted. She welcomed him in, but she was so distracted by all the things that were going on. Commentators actually say that she was being a super servant. In other words, in our culture, we would say she was being a little extra. (laughs) Tara's laughing over there. Tara, do you know some extra people? Oh man, now she's really going to start laughing. You know some extra people. You might be them. You're like, I know, I'm extra. And Jesus was talking to Martha, and, and, and there was this interaction. And Martha is highly distracted from what's going on at this moment. You know, part of, uh, part of a woman's pride in that culture is that she was a good host in her home. And perhaps maybe Martha was so distracted about being recognized by the guests in her home, about how much of a wonderful servant she was and a great host she was, that she was so distracted by impressing people that she forgot to serve her Savior. Have you ever been there before? I have. So busy trying to show everyone else that I got it going on that everything is good, that I'm doing my job. Hey, see me, notice me, be proud of me. While Jesus is saying, hey, this is time for me and you. Martha missed a beautiful moment. She could have followed her sister to the feet of Jesus that morning. I wonder what she missed out on hearing while she was there. Scripture doesn't tell us what they talked about. But I wonder what treasure she missed out on that morning. Notice what Martha does here in her frustration. It's, it's kind of funny. But here's Jesus uh, teaching the people that are at his feet. And here's Martha probably fuming because, you know, worship maybe had happened and, you know, they had already played the bumper video and like Jesus is getting ready and he's like hyping himself up, getting ready to come sit down and take his place at the chair to teach the people that morning. Everybody pulls their phone out and they download the notes from their church center app and they're like, what is Jesus going to say today? And, and here this whole thing happens and, and Martha's just ticked off and she comes in the middle of this entire room And she turns the attention from Jesus to herself. And she says, Lord, don't you care that my sister is not helping me? (laughs) Y'all, you know, she was, she was like losing it. She was crazy. I mean, to, to walk in there and interrupt Jesus. I mean, the live stream is on. I mean, she's getting blasted. I mean, the whole world is watching her fall apart. Martha, because of her distracted heart, is misreading the intentions of Jesus. She says, Jesus, don't you care? I think Martha is so consumed and full of herself and selfishness in that moment that she misses out on what Jesus is wanting to do. And she says, Jesus, are you really okay with with my sister dumping all this work on me? Martha's all up in her own feels in this moment, and she's just a total mess, misreading everything, thinking that Jesus is more for for her sister than he actually is for her. And how many know that she couldn't be further from the truth? He is for both of them. But in that moment, it is not a time to serve. It's a time to sit. 
And has there been a time where you have been so frustrated with Jesus or so frustrated with those around you, you're so busy, you're working so hard, and you are just lashing out, you're anxious, you're, you're doing all the things, all because you're focused on yourself, and Jesus is just ignoring you, <laughs> and he's just teaching away. Martha takes it to like a whole nother level, and she's like, Jesus is ignoring her, and she says, tell, your, tell Mary to help me. Like telling Jesus what to do. <laughs> it's almost as if she's giving Jesus like an ultimatum. Like she confronts Jesus with, hey, don't you care that I'm alone doing all this? And then she turned on and says, tell her to help me. Have you ever had anybody give you an ultimatum before? Tell them to help me. And behind their words is this. You're about to prove to me right now whether you're for me or you're for her. Tell her to help me, Jesus. Have you ever given Jesus an ultimatum and it's like, hey, it's not even about that. Jesus is like, it's not even about that, Martha. You're missing the moment, Martha. You're missing the moment. And you're about to force me to say, no, I choose what Mary's doing. And Martha is missing all the intentions of the Lord. And Martha could possibly walk away from that moment going, he doesn't love me. I knew it. He was always for her. She's, she's that, that dirty little sinner. I know what she'd been doing outside there with all them people. You know, Sorry, if you know the story about her, she was, she was a known prostitute before she got to know Jesus. And here is Martha misreading everything, forcing Jesus to pick sides, and man, I don't know about you, but this is a mighty fine form of ancient Jewish manipulation. Ancient Jewish manipulation. I, I thought that was really funny when I said that, but apparently, you know, um, Woody over there is laughing with me. He's like, I am now that you're telling me to laugh. But Martha's so busy and unsatisfied while Mary is apparently perfectly satisfied at the feet of Jesus. In our notes, we notice this, that love slows down to satisfy. Mary is so satisfied in this moment because she slowed down, and Martha is so not satisfied. She is so revved up. Jesus is focused on the ones that are at his feet, and he remains unhurried while he's loving and pouring on the people at his feet. You know, did you know that a heart that is hurrying and rushing and anxious cannot be a heart that is slow? It can't. It doesn't work that way. You know, there's a community of hurting people, as we're talking about Stand Sunday today, of children in the foster care system. And so many people are crying out. These kids are crying out like Martha. Some of them don't even know that Jesus loves them. They're asking for somebody to slow down. Somebody give attention to me. Somebody, somebody like make, make notice of me. And they maybe don't even understand the love of the Father, in James 1.27, James the writer comes to a group of Christians who seem to be so busy with all their religious duties, and he says this, he says, hey guys, don't forget, religion that is pure is undefiled, and here's what it looks like. 
Pure, undefiled religion looks like this. It's to visit and care for orphans and widows. He says, hey, guys, don't be so busy with your religious activity. Those, those religious activities are good. And by the way, Jesus never, never rebukes serving. He, ne- he never rebukes people doing works. And that, that's a part of it. And we do them every week here around this church. But he does rebuke you for not slowing down. And he is coming to the church, James is, and saying, hey, slow down and care for the orphans, care for the fatherless. Today, I believe Jesus is looking for someone to slow down, to stand and pray, slow down to stand and care, slow down to stand and give. The last thing I notice in our story today is I notice the impartation. We see this in verse 41 and 42. Jesus takes advantage of this grand moment. I mean, now if I was Jesus, I would have been like, Martha, go to the back room. Guys, hold on. I'd have been like, I'd have have just probably let her have it. I mean, here I am pouring at the feet of all the people who love me and are here to worship me. That's so weird. I... I don't, that's not even in my notes, so we're just going to stop that, that really strange illustration that was getting us nowhere. <laughs> but but here, here's this interesting moment where Jesus imparts something beautiful into Martha's soul. And here's what he says. Jesus takes advantage of this moment, and he says, Martha, Martha, you're so anxious, and you're troubled by many things. How many know that when we're so busy in life, sometimes we're just so blinded to the condition of our heart? And Jesus puts a mirror in front of her and helps her to see the condition of her heart. And he reveals to her that, Martha, your focus is off. You're anxious. You're troubled by a lot of stuff. You have an unhealthy soul. So he shows her another way in his kindness How many know that Jesus doesn't just show us where we miss the mark? He shows us how to hit the mark. Aren't you so grateful for that? When he shows us how to hit the mark, it's his invitation to us to come and hit the mark. And here Jesus invites Martha to another way of life. In fact, he says, hey, observe what your sister Mary is doing. She's chosen what is better. She has chosen the right thing in this moment to come and be at my feet. Jesus implies to Martha that, hey, there's a better way than how you're living your life. Jesus doesn't want her living uh, troubled, living an anxious life. He doesn't want you living a troubled, anxious life. He doesn't want you spinning your wheels, worried, fretting, concerned about everything that's going on in the world right now. But he calls to you and he slows you down, I believe. He slows us down just as he did Martha that day. And I believe that he wants to impart something into you today. And maybe if you're somebody in the room who's just been rushing from one thing to the next, and they could all be really good things. In fact, in my very own family right now, it seems that we're rushing from one thing to the next thing. And we're rushing on Friday and we're rushing all day Saturday and we're rushing on Sunday. And I think Jesus is maybe even saying to me and my family, and perhaps maybe to you too, hey, there's a time for serving. But choose something better than that. Choose to be at my feet. Choose to do what Mary's doing. Slow your life down. 
I don't know how many of you need to hear that word today, but Jesus is saying, slow down. Because today, Jesus wants to pass something by your heart. And if your heart is not slow enough, it's just going to pass by what he has to say to you today. In our notes, here's what I know is Jesus doing. Jesus uh, does this. We see, see this, that love slows down to speak. He cares enough to speak the truth into Martha's heart and show her a new way. And he cares enough to speak the truth into your heart and show you another day. Are your priorities in order today? If Jesus were to enter the room this morning, what would he find us doing? Would our attention be on his word as we're at his feet? Or would our bodies just be sitting here in this chair while our minds are racing on all the things that we need to take care of today? Are we hoping that the preacher would hurry up? Because when you look black at the clock, he only has two minutes left. What if he goes over? He just might go over. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to call yourself out. Our takeaway today is this. He's not going over because the takeaway is this. (laughs) Slowing down allows us to see the heart of God. And that's what he's done today to us. He's brought us together in this room to slow us down. And here's what I know about you. You wouldn't be in this room if you didn't want to slow down to see the heart of God. You're here because this is a rhythm you have in your life to slow your world to come together with a community of believers and worship Jesus, sit at his feet and hear his word and hear what he has to say as he passes by the room. Slowing down allows us to see the heart of God's sacrifice is us doing something with what we have seen. You're gonna see some things today and it's gonna require a sacrifice. It's gonna require you to sacrifice some time and slow down. It's going to require you to sacrifice some money. It's going to require you to sacrifice some space in your home, perhaps. Because Jesus is just passing through today, just like he did that day in that town. And he's come to us with a message. And I believe there's two challenges that we have today. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. The first challenge would be this. Maybe you have never slowed yourself down when Jesus passed by. And maybe he's passed by several times and giving you an opportunity to make him the Lord and Savior of your life. And today in his kindness, he actually passes by again. He invites you to make a space in your home for him because he wants to make his life your life. Maybe you have been struggling with your life of sin And you've been thinking for a long time that maybe perhaps today is maybe one day I'm going to slow things down and and get back to my faith, get back to what I know Jesus wants from me, but you haven't been doing it. And I say, hey, why wait for one day? Why don't you just do it today? Because today Jesus is passing by your heart and he wants to come in and make, allow, allow him, make you to allow him to be the Lord and savior of your life. This is his invitation to you.